fellow Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that's already mutated into human form. My name is Joe, and I'm your host, and I brought along four other people from the 1980s with me. That's true. No, it's not. Except Frank. Right. <laughs> 89? 91. No. We're going to say 89 for this bit. <laughs> yeah. I was born yesterday. Yep. <laughs> Fresh new babe. Uh, we've got Corey. The podcast where weight has nothing to do with it. Matt. The only podcast that wants to know if we become assholes or something. And Frank. The only podcast that is your density. Are you writing sequels here? Hi, guys. <laughs> the only podcast that wears Calvin Klein underwear. That's not true. <laughs> I, don't have that, I don't have that kind of money. This is our podcast for Back to the Future. We're going to talk about that movie soon. But first, let's touch on the things that we've been watching. Let's go to Frankfurt. I've been watching Rick and Morty, and I finished season one, and I like it. It's kind of interesting, but kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's it is a weird show, but it's but it's very quick humor. Yeah, and I like that. And it's actual intelligent. It's like actually intelligent. Mm-hmm. So like where Big Bang Theory people think is smart humor, but it's actually not. Futurama and Rick and Morty actually have like high end like scientific jokes yeah. that they, like, plug in that, like, you have to know to, to get. It's also very appropriate for this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I started watching it because of you guys, though. So. <laughs> Since it's basically this movie yeah. <laughs> on acid. Yeah. Yeah, this movie could be an episode of the show. Yep. I think that's it. That's all I've been watching. That's it? Yeah. Corey. I watched the Assassin's Creed movie. I didn't hate it. Okay. I didn't hate it. It was CGI'd to hell, like, unnecessarily. It, but from a fan of the genre, like a fan of like the video games, they hit the three or four big points that they needed to hit for it to be a successful movie. They hit the taking off of the ring finger, they hit the, like the actual Assassin's Creed, and they hit the app like the Apple of Eden. Like those three things needed to get touched on, and that was pretty much what they did. So So is it like based on Altair's story or No, it's not it's it's a completely new Assassin's oh, okay. Tale. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, it's not Altair, it's not Ezio, it's not any of the other ones that they've put in the game since the game's got not as good. But, you know, they were at Abstergo, they do some weird things at Abstergo that I didn't agree with, and they changed the Animus, but I'll let that go just for the fact that I got to hear them, Michael <laughs> Fassbender give the Assassin's Creed. Stone it. Um, three, three and a half. Wow. Get three and a half. Quick. Quick on the draw. Bang, bang, bang. Okay, McCree. It's actually bang, bang, bang. I and then knew. Cocked back. I don't know. Well, that's why I went. Oh, okay. I got you. It's the half round. <laughs> Matt, do you have anything before we get to sequel? I do started Bill Nye's show. Oh, I did that too, actually. No. Okay. It's cool. It's okay. It, is it like his old show, or is no. it completely different? Okay. It's, it's... Take a... A controversial science topic, make it not so scary, have a correspondent go out and do, like, a John Oliver slash Daily Show thing. Got it. And also be very, very, very for whatever it is. Yeah. Very biased. Yeah, very biased towards the issue to the point where he's yelling at you at some Mm -hmm. points. I don't like that. GMOs are okay. That's what I learned this afternoon. GMOs are totally fine. I didn't get there yet. According to Bill Nye. Yeah. And science. And science. He's going to live to 100, so it's fine. <laughs> Unless his bow tie takes over his neck. 
true. happen. That's a Rick and Morty episode. Wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> they already got the sauce. They don't need it. Sequel, what have you been watching? I started this show. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I've never watched it before. It's called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> love that show. That was the biggest troll. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. No, I see, I've seen like two or three episodes here or there. But I, you know, it's on Netflix. So I, I got through two seasons pretty quick. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I actually had to like pause it a few times because I was laughing so hard. Sign of a good show. I like it. Did you think that it got better once Frank came on? See, I knew Frank was a part of the show. Mm-hmm. So season one, I'm like, where's Frank? And then he had, came on season two. I'm right here. <laughs> Frank's character... Changes, right? It, it, yeah, I mean, he he starts off like the Frank that you know, being like, guy in a midlife crisis, rich guy in a midlife crisis. By the time you get to like seasons like five and six, <clears throat> he becomes part of the gang. And it's just hysterical to see a guy with, like, infinite money acting like Charlie and Mac. And it's fucking hysterical. More like Charlie. Oh, yeah, for sure. They just both live in squalor. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's poop. It's funny. Let me, know when, uh, let me know when you get to the cat in the wall. I've seen that one before. That is... the first one I saw. Holy shit. No, the Halloween party is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Were they getting a recount from all the people who were at the Halloween party about what happened? Oh, the brown, the browned out episode. Yep. This is all lost on me, but I look forward to getting there. Oh. <laughs> it'll be good. It'll be a good time when you get there. Probably by next episode. Sweet. Not next episode. I'm sorry. Definitely <laughs> 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 not by next. Episode. No, no. Soon. <laughs> when soon. will then be now? Soon, soon. We passed then. We're just. Now. I watched that movie. Mm. Well, the new the the opening of the newest season of Doctor Who, the Doctor explains time as like time and relative dimension in space. He says like picture time, past, present, and future as not being linear, but as being like photographs sprawled out on a table at the exact same time. And it was like a really cool way to think of time. You know, the Doctor can always do that to me. Well, yeah. And I watched the Netflix show Thirteen Reasons Why. You watched weird. the whole thing? Watch the whole thing. Holy shit, you're all still thir- alive? Yeah. All 13 reasons, huh? Wow. All 13 reasons, I know. I, uh, How'd you feel? Do you feel like episode? you need to change your life, you're doing things wrong, being No, bad. not really. I just feel like that show is hard to watch. Okay. Not because it was bad, but like the last episode of that, that show is rough. Okay. I, I heard mean, people had to take breaks. Like It was on the morning. I mean, I radio. had to take breaks. I didn't get to binge it or anything. I had like work and sleep and stuff. So. <laughs> like a my, my sister binged it. Uh, and I haven't watched it because, with, with my mental state, I, I might actually buy into it. Um, <laughs> I'm buying in. I'm buying Kool Aid, guys. So let me explain. Thirteen reasons why. Thirteen reasons why is so. This woman, a girl, kills herself self, and yeah. she leaves. She records audio tapes of her reasons oh, why. Yeah. There are thirteen tapes. Thirteen reasons why. That's and it's all people she knows in high school. Yeah. It's all about, like, the person that bullied her, or the teacher that didn't do anything to help her, or the guy that sexually assaulted her. It's just... Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not really. I mean... Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. I mean, she killed herself, so some messed up things obviously happened, or right. she's the weirdest girl in the world. I don't want to watch it. No, I mean, I- I've read people that were like, Anybody who's anybody needs to see this. And then I've seen other people that are like, if you have any type of mental, like, instability, don't go anywhere near it. Like, it's bad. 
it's fascinating to see what happens next, and that's how it got me. But, like, if you have trouble watching things that yeah. are difficult to get through, and don't watch it. I don't think. I have mental instability, it. so I'm definitely not watching don't it. Don't kill yourself. You're the source of my in- mental instability. That's because I don't love you. Thanks. <laughs> I know. Already You're welcome, Angel. That's rough, man. <laughs> Who's in it? No one I know. Yeah, a bunch of no names. Oh, um... Oh, the one princi- looks the principal is the... Did you ever see the show Wings? Yes. Oh, damn it. Ryan Hackett from Wings. Really? He is the principal of the school. <laughs> now I kind of have to watch it. <laughs> because I'm a Wings fan. I do Actually, love Wings was wings. a great fucking show. Wings was <laughs> a great show. I don't know what Wings was about, but I remember whenever it was on, I enjoyed it. <laughs> when I was a kid, frankly. It was about planes. Yeah, just a long time ago. Not really about planes. You were a nightmare in your father's eye. Wow. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Thanks for downloading. <laughs> Hope this wasn't the first episode because. <laughs> and that's what we've been watching. Now I'm going to tell you guys about Back to the Future. Back to the Future was made in 1985. Great fucking year. It's rated PG and is one hour and fifty six minutes long. The director has kind of an extensive track record. His name is Robert Zemeckis. And he also gave us Romancing the Stone, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Forrest Gump, Contact, Castaway, The Polar Express, Beowulf, and The Walk. Those are the ones I wrote down. There were a couple other ones I wasn't as familiar with. Pretty good track record. Solid. Robert Zemeckis is a phenomenal, phenomenal director. Big fan of Tom Hanks in his work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who isn't a big fan of Tom Hanks, though? Buzz. (laughs) But... This was also executive produced by Steven Spielberg, right? So Spielberg had his hands in this too. Growing up, I always thought this was a Steven Spielberg movie because that's the first name you see. That's not. That's how they got you in the door. The movie stars Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Crispin Glover, Thomas F. Wilson, and Claudia Wells. The budget for the movie was nineteen million dollars. It grossed $381 million. Good for them. That's that's pretty solid. Overall? That is worldwide. In theaters, though. That's the box office numbers. Yes. Wow. Holy shit. I actually forgot to write down the domestic number. In 85. That's by a country in 85. That's take down the Berlin Wall in 85, which they did in, like, 86. Because of all the money this movie made. (laughs) Was that six? That's how my family got to Ukraine. Listen, I just made that shit up. I don't know. The wall's gone. We run. <laughs> to the Ukraine. That's what Frank's parents sound like. <laughs> Apparently. Just a slightly Maybe older not. version of Frank. And domestic of that was $210 million. <laughs> nice chunk. America. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'm assuming this involves all the like really, really re-releases into theaters and mm. stuff. Have there been uh, a lot of those? There have been. Their opening weekend for this was $11 million, and they made 210 million domestic, so yeah. It probably got released more than once, which is where this comes from. I know from. it happened at least once recently because I wanted to go see it. Probably at the 30th. Right? Yeah. Pretty cool. I, I feel like for the 30th. They and then I watched I watched Back to the Future 2 in 2015 in October because Back to the Future Day. It was on TV. Yeah. It was probably on TV because of the scores, guys. Because the scores in this movie are pretty high. <coughs> yes, get ready. Because you didn't for the last movie we did. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie 96%. Certified fresh. 
The audience on Rotten Tomatoes actually liked it less and gave it a 94%. Those people are wrong. IMDb gave this movie... It's actually lowest on this movie, with an 8.5 out of 10. And huh. Metacritic... That's but, funny, that's 85. <laughs> that's why it's like that. They planned it. They have a sense of humor. <laughs> and Metacritic gave this movie an 86, with a user score of 9.0. Metacritic just doesn't get it. <laughs> Metacritic doesn't get anything. <laughs> one off. <laughs> they missed the joke. What is joke? <laughs> Average. <laughs> and the only other fact I have for this is it won an Academy Award for sound editing. It was also nominated for original screenplay, sound, and original song. I mean, this is top ten soundtracks of all time. Yeah. Yes, hands, I have hands down. Name. Top five, probably. Scores One of the five. first things I said when I watched this movie was like, this soundtrack is fucking perfect. Yep. Second thing on my notes. Cross <laughs> that one. Spoilers. <laughs> Even the score, uh, Alan Silvestri, right? It's a good score. So for general thoughts for the movie, I'm just going to go to Matt first, get this out of the way, if you want to go gas up your DeLorean. I love DeLoreans. I'm so glad that they made a DeLorean out of this movie. I mean, my favorite car, right? Hands down. And that's the time machine in this movie. But seriously, this movie's great. It's got great time travel, does awesome shit, and I'm excited to talk about it. The bit's gone. He killed the bit. Yes! <laughs> it's going to come back. What bit are you talking about? Good, good. We have to go back. Good. Somebody neuralized him. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Weird. Frank, what did you think? Uh, this is the second time I'm watching it. I haven't seen it since I'm a kid. I enjoyed it. I do really love this movie. I think it's got an original story, and it's fun. The whole time. Sequel? I love this movie. I've seen it way more than two times. No, it's great. Um, It's just a fun story. It's very original. I always lump one and two together. It's like one movie to me. So, like, when I heard we were doing it, I was like, oh, should I watch two also? But no, I just stuck with the one. But it's great. Corey? I have nothing new to say compared to what everybody else said. But I will reiterate it. This is a really fun movie, start to finish. Um, It's classic. It reminds me of my childhood and all the fun times of, like, rainy, shitty rainy April days when I wasn't allowed to go outside. I would throw Back to the Future on. Like, it was just one of those movies that was in constant rotation. And to this day, when TBS plays it, which is, what, once every other week, give or take, um, <laughs> if I'm watching TV and I'm flipping through the channels and it's on, I'm stopping. It's it's the, re, the re-watchability of this movie is unbelievable. I hate this movie. No, this movie's really good. It's a very fun watch. I haven't watched this movie in a very long time, so I forgot, like, the first half of the movie entirely. (laughs) So it was fun to relive that. And I didn't get up to pause or even stop watching this movie at all. I barely moved watching this movie, which is a sign of a good movie. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Those are our general thoughts for Back to the Future. From here on out, you know what? No spoilers. Spoilers are already in effect. It doesn't matter. If you haven't seen Back to the Future... Come on. I don't know what fucking rock you live under where you haven't seen Back to the Future, but have a computer good enough to catch iPod uh, podcasts. I just listened to a podcast today where a guy went to Rogue One as his first Star Wars movie ever. He was 28 years old. What? what possible. No, I know. Obviously, it's possible. But I'm just saying. 28 years old, first Star Wars movie ever. Crazy. This is the oldest movie we've done. 
Um, Howard the Duck came out. Howard the Duck's eighty seven, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this. I think this is the oldest movie we've all done. Right. Shit. So yeah, there's gonna be no sp- all the things, all the spoils, all the things, all the plot, everything. Go. So you said that you had forgotten the first half of this movie. Pretty much. I don't think I either ever paid attention to the first 15, 20 minutes, or if I just hadn't paid attention for the first 15, 20 minutes in so long that I forgot what was said, they set up the entire movie in the first, like, 10 minutes. There are so many things that they show you that I completely, like, didn't even notice. The plutonium is under the bed. Um, They're talking about who stole it, like, on the television... The the conversation between the family sitting at dinner that night, so many things get set up. Are we how the dad and the mom met? Yeah, like all of it is so just lays out the groundwork for what you're going to see, and you have no idea until obviously it comes to fruition. So it's one of those movies that you actually have to watch a couple times to really absorb everything that's going on. Right, if you're seeing this for the first time when the newscast is on about the Libyans claiming mm-hmm. credit for stealing Pluto, that's a throwaway line. If, like, you, you don't care. You're just yeah. like observing everything. But seeing it a bunch of times, you're like, oh wow, cool. And awesome. so much so much takes place between that woman on the TV saying the Libyans took the plutonium and the Libyans showing up to kill Doc that you forget, like, you forget about it completely. Right, because I remember seeing this like well, not for the first time, but like, you know, the first couple of times I saw it. When the Libyans show up, you're like, who the hell are those guys? Like, what do they have to do with anything? But like, again, with the rewatchability factor this movie has, you just appreciate it a lot more. You appreciate the nuances, the things that they... That's, that's what we learn to do as we grow in general, you know? Like, whether you took a class or not, you're still going to focus in on the things your sixth time watching a movie. I'm not saying it's your sixth time, but I'm just using six as an example. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to say that since this is my second time watching it, I didn't know who the Libyans were until you guys just mentioned it. So I can see why you thought that. Yeah. Did you notice the plutonium under the bed? Yes. Okay. I did. But I just assumed that he stole it. I wasn't really paying attention to what she was saying. Exactly. I, I don't think I ever actually paid attention. And I've seen this movie a lot. But at this point, like I said, if it's on TBS, I stop. But once it's on, I'm doing other things. I'm cleaning the room. It's become a background movie Yeah. And now I had to sit down and like watch it and pay attention to it. I'm like... Holy shit! This movie's a lot better than I remembered. Yeah, I'm not vacuuming. And this movie uh, also gets playfully racist right out the gate. They've done it with the Libyans, the way that they're acting, the way that they're dressed. I mean, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I mean, they were they had use for plutonium, so they're not great dudes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Terrorism. No, no. What I'm saying is yes. Okay, <laughs> back up. <laughs> What I'm saying is the way that the Libyans were dressed is, like, the way that you see terrorists in, like, all of the terrorist footage. No terrorist walking around America is dressed like that. Like, it looks like they just got out of the desert and arrived at the at the, the Twin Pines Mall. Getting a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, in a Volkswagen bus. In its defense, 1985. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> and I let it go almost immediately. I was like, playfully racist. 1985. I wasn't even born yet. It's fine. Yeah. This is fine. It was a different time. Not my people. <laughs> no, Frank, it wasn't in the wow. Ukraine. Yeah, true. Frank, America. Down. So before we, we dive into the next thing, can we get into 
the big philosophical discussion of the night. How does Marty McFly know Doc Brown? How? When he has really shitty parents. Sure. Doc makes cool shit, and Marty gets wound up in it. A.K.A. he goes over there, plugs in the friggin' guitar, and blows everything up because he's got a whole wall of speakers, and he puts it up to 11 and, and shoots himself across the room. I feel like he actually, first for the first time, met him in 1955. Wow! Ooh. Meta! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never really thought about it. <laughs> it's one of the, it's, like, this, time, this time around, I was like asking a lot of the time travel questions. Because since I fell in love with this movie as a kid, I've become a big fan of Doctor Who, which right. makes me question space-time continuum stuff all over the place when I deal with time travel movies. I just thought of one that actually makes a lot of sense. Go ahead. That he used to be the science teacher at the school, and then he got fired for being crazy and weird, and that's how he knows Marty. But, but, when, they, but they never say it. When, I and, know, that's the point. And, and don't you think if he was going to be the science teacher at the school at any point in time, in 1955, he would have done that? He wouldn't have, like, not been the science teacher oh, in yeah, 55, yeah. and then, right. like, gotten ten years older and been like, yeah! Let's go out of retirement. Uh, maybe Marty frequents the Burger King that Doc Brown lives behind. And like, oh, that. <laughs> well, what I'm thinking is that, or maybe Marty takes care of uh, Einstein. Yeah. So that he works for Doc taking care of Einstein because Doc can't take care of Einstein because he's busy being crazy. Yeah, but that's why Doc has rel- that contraption to feed Einstein. Marty's. But but he doesn't. Wa- but it's not walking him. It's not playing with him. You know what I'm saying? Feeding him is a different story. So while he's there with the dog, he's also like, "Oh shit! What is that? Is that a skateboard that flies itself?" Okay, yeah, I'll play with that. <laughs> Doc is actually Doc is actually father. pretty fucking chill, and he doesn't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> second theory, Craigslist. <laughs> firm, firm. Second theory, man seeking man. For science experiments. <laughs> Send pics. And the constant um, Reddit conspiracy theory about this movie. Is Doc Brown trying to commit suicide at the start? I've heard this theory. I don't buy it. No. So the theory goes, for those of you that don't know, um, when he has a remote control, and he's controlling the DeLorean with Einstein in it, um, he says he's never tested it before, doesn't know if it's going to work, stands directly in the path of it, and then as Marty tries to like go away, he like pulls him back in like, no... Like, Marty was his only friend. He's a failed scientist, because everything he's ever invented hasn't worked. And the Delor- <laughs> if it's not going to work, what's going to happen? That's so fucking dark that this it movie is. opens with an attempted homicide suicide. I hate this. No. You can hate it all you want. I'm no, just saying, no, I, hate, I hate this theory. I am not on board with The next movie. scene, he's ripping up a note. Don't do this anymore. Like, no, that's not... No. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, it... it I think of it more as a crazy inventor. Sure. You know, cra- crazy inventors always think their inventions are going to work, whether they will or not. So that's what he did. No, I get... I, yeah, I, I'm just saying, I don't like the theory. That's, why, would, that's, why would he bring all the plutonium if he was going to kill himself? He's not going to run the car again. But on the off chance that it works, he needs to have the plutonium. <clears throat> and, and think about it like this. As soon as it works, right? As soon as it works, it evaporates. It doesn't run them over, obviously. The look of shock on Doc Brown's face the minute that he realizes that it worked is like, holy shit, that's unexpected. Then what was your other option? What was your other plan here, Doc? 
Is it dark? Is it what's happening? No. Obviously not. It's just a fun... That's not fun. Dark <laughs> theory. Like, and like the, I love these, reasons like, why these really should. fucking dark explanations for movies. I, no. Love this one. I mean, no. We obviously know it's not it. I'm just saying, I wanted to bring it up. Well, and we'll never get a reboot, so we'll, we'll never get it explained. So thank goodness. Thank God. Right? Thank goodness. Woo! They should make a prequel. No. No. What what how Doc Mar- does? How Marty met Doc? <laughs> what happens the thirty years between? Jesus Christ! Um, well, they met in nineteen fifty five. So literally watching this movie again. <laughs> well, that's the. <laughs> I heard a dark uh, idea for Back to the Future Four that I'm pretty into. I hope it happens. Go on. Doc Brown has dementia, <laughs> and Marty wants to travel into the future to see if there's a cure, and there isn't one. And they get stuck there, and the only way to get back, it's in Doc's mind. So he's got to try to, you know, get Doc to come up. That sounds like a horribly frustrating movie to watch. <laughs> I'm in it. <laughs> Sequel loves movies like that. Yep. He liked Fences. The secret is Biff. hated Fences. Oh, did you? Oof. I just made that shit up. Okay. Was Fences that bad? Biff. It's Denzel Washington talking nonstop for like two hours. Oof. Okay. There's nothing else, really. So it's a Denzel movie. Denzel. It's a bad Denzel movie. That's fair. I don't care. Let's not remember the Titans. Great, so now we got the suicide theory out of the way. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Thank so we God. get back to 1955. We're not there yet. He just ran himself over. No, we're there. We're in 55? Yeah. yeah. What happens? Also, the other thing about being time being wibbly-wobbly... Um, I'm going to say that a lot this episode. Yeah, I was about to say, how many Doctor Who... Anyone who's playing bingo at home, (laughs) Doctor Who references abound. Drinking game. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Because time's all wibbly-wobbly, you could say that my theory is ridiculous only because, to him, he knows that it works in 1955. Because he finds out that it works in 1955. Right. Fuck. So the first time through... We think that he's never tested it before and that he knows it doesn't it doesn't know whether or not it works. No, he but, knows it, it works. but the second that it does work, he does know it works. He's there for a nose. So he could have just been testing it and been like, Well, I know it works. I've seen it work, so it works. Uh time travel. Marty just doesn't know it works. There's a lot of like harsh, harsh time travel paradoxes in this movie. I love it. A I lot love, of I love all the time travel shit. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the second it works. Everything that happens in the movie becomes fact. Yeah. So he has the note in his pocket at that. So the note shows up in his pocket at that moment when the machine goes through them. Correct. It's not in his pocket when he gets out of that van, though. No, it's not. The machine hasn't worked yet. But the Kevlar vest also magically yes, becomes but, on after but then it is. shot. But right. I'm saying, but then it is. But it, but that's what I'm saying. It's doesn't it? Ah! Technically, doesn't it technically have to be on him though? The Kevlar vest. Well, here's the, first the question: time When we see it. Here's the question. So the 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 letter that Marty writes right. says, "Do whatever you have to to avoid this terrible disaster." Right. So that's why he has the gun in the first place. He doesn't bring why why bring a little six shooter? It's a stu- He doesn't know how to defend himself against terrorists, but he knew that he w- might need a gun to defend himself. So even from then, but he knew to wear the Kevlar vest just as a contingency plan. No, but he knew because Marty left him the note. Right. So even before we realized that Marty left him the note, he had already realized that Marty had left him the note. And 
as time's Marty's, fucking weird. And as Marty's freaking out, the other Marty's rolling down the hill. Yes. The first time. Got it. Which is, in and of itself, inherently an issue. <laughs> you being at the same spot that you are. But if you're not aware of, of yourself, it means a different... Yeah, Herm- yep. Hermione and Harry got, her, got around it. Hail. I'm going to take this to a less sciencey issue because nice. this is going to get heavy and weird. Yep. yep. Heavy? Is everything okay in the future? <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with the gravity. Yeah. Do you guys think that Doc waited till 1985 to open the letter or that he just opened it? I think he waited. I think he waited and I think it took him a while to put it together. Yeah. He had to take it all back up. So. The letter looked old as shit. See, that's the thing, though. It was 30 he, years old. He, yeah, pulls know, the, he pulls the letter out and it's like perfect. So what did he rip up? The letter. No, the oh, no, letter. He taped yeah. everything oh, together. together. Yeah. I always miss that. I mean, it's not as good as the other time that something that happens in this in this trilogy. That that scene's incredible. I love that scene. There was a bet going whether or not you'd be here. Ah, <laughs> oh, spoilers for future podcasts, people. We're talking about the beginning of when three becomes, but it's really the end of two. two yeah. <laughs> oh, that's because great. time is yeah, weird. no, because Corey's stupid. That was fucking great. I was just like, <laughs> oh look, are we talking about the first one now? Yeah, we're talking about the first one, Nate. <laughs> God, this movie's so good. What are we going to talk about? Sequel, go off your list. Marty's family in 1985. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yes. yes. Weirdest family like yep. you you see in a movie. What are their ages like, I have in no relation idea. to each other? It doesn't make any sense to me. The brother and sister are totally useless. Don't need them at all. You can oh, just yeah. write them totally out of the movie. Except they need to disappear from the picture to it get could Marty have been a picture to picture of like. But they never exist. Marty and the dog. Yep. <laughs> you also need them to be complete weirdos and failures. To show how different it is as soon as Biff gets But they have the dad for that. Yeah, you can do that with yes, the parents. Yes, you could do it you could do it strictly with the parents. And you do do it with the parents. You do do but, it with the parents. But 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 it's more profound that it works on the whole family. Well they use the I sister. disagree. I think it's most profound it works on the dad, but sorry Frank, go ahead. They use the brother and sister for the picture. Right. So. You can use anything else though. Eh. Cat. <laughs> Mar- Marty and a- two cats? <laughs> Why are the cats disappearing? Well, your parents wouldn't have gotten cats and they didn't fall in love. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, they're just appearing on the See, pe- that's... <laughs> on the pe- <laughs> yeah, Marty's disappearing and cats are <laughs> showing up. <laughs> Why are there cats showing up? Well, your mother's alone. <laughs> your, your mother had you out of wetlock, hated you, and got obsessed with cats. Um, and they just took over and ate you. As you wouldn't have been out of wetlock, it would have been out of Biff, but... hey You don't know that. That's totally what would have happened. Biff. Rip. Ugh. Which also begs the question: Does that ha- does that happen to her originally, or does the Biff trying to take advantage of her in the car that only happen because Marty's in the car? No, that happened. She basically told him that in no uncertain terms that her that your father stood up for me. No, they just went to the dance together. That was no, it. he got hit by the car. That was the catalyst. Yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. He gets hit by the car. She gets Florence Nightingale syndrome. Right. Whatever. Sure. Then he goes but to dance. he also does something. I'm pretty sure he he stands up for her as well. He just said, "Oh no, oh, that's no. what makes that's what changes the future." They, they kiss for the first time. Yeah, you're right. Okay. She said, "A man should stand up for me," or whatever. Mm. And then he's like, "I know we got to do." <laughs> stand up for her. I'm gonna tell you something, Biff. Chris kind of awkward. 
He's so awkward. Yeah. He's perfect. Well, the only reason he punches out Biff anyway is because he's drinking the spiked punch. So he has, like, a confidence buzz going. Yeah. The spiked punch is the hero of the movie. Oh, yeah. The hero of the movie is... Uh, nice. I don't... Let's, let's all <laughs> slow down. If he I... wasn't drinking that punch, the punch, he wouldn't have done it. He certainly... I think he would have. Nope. He may have done it, but I don't know that his punch would have been as good. All I know is Earth Angel, Earth Angel, will you be mine? You know Johnny Be Good, the song came out after 1955? <laughs> so they all heard that for the first time. Yeah. That's the joke. That's the point. I like that. You know that sound you've been looking for? Hey, Marvin! Is this the sound you're looking for? No, he is Marvin. (laughs) Chuck! It's it's Marvin! Your cousin, Marvin Barry? That's right. Exposition? Remember that sound you've been looking for? Go ahead. Why does every 80s movie have to have like that? Band. So this is the eighties, man. Because they don't have DJs. Every movie, every movie. They don't have DJs, so every dance has to be performed by somebody. It was uh, so much not, better than not the every eighties movie. Oh my god! <laughs> go ninja, <laughs> go ninja, go go ninja, go. Was it nineties? Yes. Damn it, Matt. <laughs> I've missed this. It's the nineties. <laughs> usually it's me. You don't remember because usually it's me that fucks up the timing. Well, but yeah, think, I'm old enough that I don't need to know timing. Furthermore, this. Well, furthermore, the first this, Ninja Turtles came out in ninety. Okay, that's Turtles two. Also, we have to use. Right, it is Turtles two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have to take into effect that this dance is taking place in fifty five, mm-hmm. where DJs definitely don't exist. True fact. There has to be a band playing there. Why, Marvin? Barry and the Reefers. The Reefers are. <laughs> They're the Reefers. <laughs> are playing an all white school, or what appears to be an all white school, is beyond me, but. I'm fine with that. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, just, I'm great. I'm glad you're fine with no, that. No, no, no. I'm fine with right the, the whole band, like, has to be their thing. I'm just wondering why there's always got to be some sort of performance. Because that's what the 80s did. Yeah, the 80s were all about music and stupid clothes. Yeah. <laughs> It also was one of those things where they set up that all that Marty really ever wanted to be was like a rock guitar player. Mm-hmm. So he got his opportunity to create one of the greatest songs, like the song that starts rock and roll. He gets to show off all of the cool like solo guitar stunts, the playing behind the head, the on the floor, power slide, the power slide. I read actually read an article on that particular scene before I came over here and the directors wrote in four completely different musicians like I think they wrote in Elvis Michael Jackson and then I can't remember the two other ones and Michael was like Michael J. Fox was like nah we're gonna do Eddie Vedder Jimi Hendrix um Van Halen was Van Halen probably part of that no it definitely is whoever Van Halen's guitar player is Eddie Van Halen I think it's Eddie Vedder is it though? yes Whatever. And, yeah, nonetheless, he he decided who it was going to be. The director wanted to cut that scene for the movie, but it tested so well the audience he decided to let it in. Because that movie does not advance the plot at all. It's just in there. It proves that he actually is too loud. (laughs) Both 455 and 85. It's also one of the most iconic scenes in the movie. It is. It's It's also the most parodied scene in the movie. It's true. Probably. Howard the Dead. And these those two movies do share a leading lady. They do. Leah Thompson. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> she saved that movie. Back to the Future, I totally There was agree. no saving that movie. 
because uh, it was great. It's a meat saver. <laughs> it's about Howard the fucking duck. So, did everybody feel that um, the family <clears throat> were over, or at least the dad was overacting in like 1985 when the movie opens up? I always feel like there's like this. He's so awkward that it almost seems like he's overacting it. He's just he's the exact same amount of awkward when we go back to 1955. So that's just how the character is written. I'm gonna say. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Okay. Fair. It's my favorite laugh in movie history. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. He's watching the honeymooners. He's laughing his ass off. The mom is just drowning her sorrows in vodka. While his wife's telling the story of how they met, he's just looking off like a dope, <laughs> laughing at his. He Maureen. What? What a catch. <laughs> He punched way... He outkicked his coverage hard, and that's how he treated his wife 30 years down the line. He's a monster. He might be the real villain. It might not be Biff. It might be him. No, it's still Biff. <laughs> Biff is a monster. Biff's a good villain. Yeah. Solid. Sequel standard. Sequel standard, yeah. <laughs> he's he a definitely problem. has a second movie. <laughs> he, he's a problem in all three of them. That's right. Yeah, Trace movies. Mad Dog. Well, it's his... Wow. Mad Dog oh, is... His. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's only two movies, technically. I mean, it's a family line, but only yeah. two movies. I have no idea what happens to Back to the Future 3. Just letting you guys know that. Uh, me <laughs> I, I only know one and two. Do you really like Back to the Future I do, yeah. I really hate Back to the Future I love it's not it. Bad. It's I not really bad. like it. It's weird, but it's not bad. It's it's it is. We had a Star Wars reference and a Star Trek reference in the same scene. Oh, my scene. God, that was awesome. Yes. I don't remember that scene. Really? Darth Vader Darth from the Planet Vader. Vulcan. Yeah. Yes. Planet okay, Vulcan. yep. Which, why he didn't grab... He does. He writes his first science fiction novel, like when they go back to 1985. Yeah. Um, but he has the names of two of the most prolific science fiction yeah. well, things they kinda, out, ever. And he just... They kind of did this. <laughs> he's not going to write... He's not going to write about it. They probably yeah, changed the names so the guy didn't find him again. But, like, that's one of the, one of the time travel problems in this is, like... When you get to 76 and Spielberg is like, puts, makes Darth Vader a thing. Whoa, Lucas. Lucas fucking fuck me. Corey. Whatever. All right, this will be the right last podcast. This is going to be the last podcast. Lucas, I'm sorry. Wow. I created the greatest story that's ever been told. <laughs> I wonder about things like that. And my big philosophical question with this movie is, as Marty grows... Don't they realize it? <laughs> Hey, you look like Calvin Klein, man. Remember that Calvin Klein guy? (laughs) That was the... I forgot my main gripe with this movie, and that's it. The fact that they can't recognize their best friend that got them together. And then they name him Marty. See, that that was cute. That was set up nice. Marty, I like that name. He's the youngest kid. Why wouldn't they name the first kid Marty? They forgot. They just forgot? Mom went on vacation. You could make make an argument that he's there for, what, two, three days? And then 30 years goes by. Like, they could forget what he looks like. Do you remember what your best friend from, like, preschool was? Like, kindergarten? Let's check Facebook. <laughs> it's true. I don't know, man. Marty's getting older. George's looking at him. Thinking, like, what did Lorraine do? Yeah. <laughs> Calvin's got to be back in a bit. <laughs> yeah. He meet up with Calvin. That, well, yeah, Calvin. that's an even worse point. Right? <laughs> not remember his face entirely, but I think he kind of looks like Calvin. <laughs> Ooh. That's terrible. But the same, but it's the same problem. Like, the minute that Darth Vader shows up on screen, he's like, wait a minute. I I, know I made this up. This happened to me. Yeah. Star Trek comes out. Vulcan. I know, I know that one, too. Mm. Or they have Marty and then 
Marty turns 17, they're like, God damn it, he looks a lot like that Calvin Klein fella. I gotta go back to something that we said. Go ahead. Please. They name him Marty, that's a nice touch. Do they ever know his name is Marty? Yeah, yeah because... Yeah, he tells them to call him Marty. Okay. In, in bed. Right. Yeah, as soon as he wakes up from yeah. getting okay. hit by the car. Okay, Because she calls him Calvin in school a lot. Mm-hmm. Because it's on his underwear. But he... But, um, All over his underwear. Purple. But George... George always calls him Marty. George never knows him as right. Calvin. okay. Because he's never seen the underwear. That's right, because he only shows his mama's. <laughs> oh, God, this movie gets weird if you talk about it out of context. It gets weird if you talk about it in context. <laughs> yes. oh, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> You're talking about time-traveling incest here, like, there. Yeah. We thought, like, <laughs> duck human bestiality was weird in Howard the Duck. Lily Thomas, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> <laughs> some weird fucking roles. my brother. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> it makes so much sense. No, it doesn't. We never find out that way if they uh, when they go back to 1985 if Uncle Joey's still in prison. If he's still a jailbird. Do we care? No. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying things that they set up in well, the original 1985 that well, we never part actually... four comes out. Well, we'll figure it out. I don't think they set that up more as that's just a joke for when he goes back and sees Uncle Joey in the in the mm. playpen. And he's like, oh. He loves being behind those bars. He cries when we take him out. <laughs> nice line, Frank. Deep dig. A bump and set. <laughs> so for you Back to the Future fans, do you like part two better or part one? Don't say part three is the best, because... No. Is, <laughs> you're right, part four is the best. Which is wrong. Part four will be the best. Yeah. But I haven't seen two in such a long time, then I'm going to say this one's better. <laughs> okay, the DeLorean in two is my favorite. Okay. With it the Mr. Fusion and the flying and all that shit. I love that one. It but runs on fucking banana peels. It, it and runs on garbage. Yeah, it runs on garbage. But, oh, God. I mean, the DeLorean in this movie does that, too, at the end. I think... <laughs> I, <laughs> what I will say is that I think that the actual conflict in Back to the Future 2 is better. Because there's more of it. And there's so many different moving pieces because of what's happened once. So they try and travel once, and it, like, starts a chain reaction. Right? So by the time they get, we get into Back to the Future 2, there's the, you have to go to the future to stop your kid from getting arrested, and then you have to go back in time to stop Biff from ruining the 1985 that you have already gone back to, which you managed to escape. Like, there's so many different moving pieces to it that it's a more complex movie in that way. And they still manage to fit all of that information in yep. and bring all of it to like a really nice, clean conclusion. Yeah, they go they they go to three different time periods. Yeah, that's why and, I like it yeah. the best. Yeah. I I probably would say two is probably my favorite because they do three time periods instead of just two. That's a great idea to get a sports almanac and look up the winners of all yeah. the games. If that's that not would be the first fucking thing I did. I wouldn't use an almanac, I'd use the internet, but Well, in this day and age, yeah. Internet in '85, they didn't know what the internet was. So. 2015. In their Look defense, yeah. Don't they hint at that in this movie? He comes yes. back with like the the next hundred Super Bowl winners or something. He or says, "I can World look Series up the winners of the next 35 World Series." 35. That was the number. The Cubbies. I'd go back and put some money on the Cubbies. They're one year off. That's crazy. I, how crazy was that? 
Shit. One year off. They tried. They tried really hard. hard. They yeah. deserved it. They deserved it either way. Yeah. <laughs> the only team that deserves the pennant is the Cubbies from here on out. But maybe they went back in time we got and it. changed it. Okay, great, Frank. You know what? <laughs> and I met... Had not gone back in time, the Cubs were going to win forever. I maintain I wouldn't actually bet on sports. I would just get the Powerball numbers. Whenever the Powerball would get big. But if you won multiple Powerballs... What, are they going to say that I that I rigged it? All you got to do is hit the $500 million yeah, one. Yeah, you're done. Just do it once, but you're going to get greedy and do it a bunch of times, you yeah. bastard. Fuck it, why not? I'll do it once. Yeah, I'll do it once. I'm sad after that. Close I would time. actually go back, if it was me, I'd go back to when the Powerball just recently hit like a billion dollars and do it then. Because then I could do it once and be done with it. Well, yeah, sure. the record-setting jackpot. Go for that one. Yeah. For like the sports fans in the room, like... Would you want to know the results of, like, your team? No. No, God no. I wouldn't look that up. There's no point in watching at that point. (laughs) Philly's sports have not been that successful. Like, I'm not... I don't want to see how bad they've been for the last 30 years, potentially. Hopefully it's not the case. I think if you went up 30 years, you'd be like, hey, how are the Eagles doing? Who are the Eagles? Oh, that (laughs) defunct football team from, like, 25 years ago. What it's possible. Didn't they get relegated? Punch it. Didn't they get relegated? What? Is that Premier League? When did that happen? <laughs> they became the soccer team. No! <laughs> they bulldozed the stadium. <laughs> you bastards. You just, knew it all along. <laughs> I would just go to Le- the where Lincoln Financial Field used to stand and just cry. They outlawed tears. <laughs> <laughs> Let them come and arrest me! Put on your stamping boots. (laughs) What was everybody's favorite scene in this movie? The part with the mom kissing her son. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Um, Probably when Doc was struggling to get the the cables all connected. And then the tree, he he was Mm -hmm. like, oh, fuck, I gotta get down there now. I love that. Well, he has such a hard time getting... Up there and like getting yeah, over, yeah. and then he like he's a little bit scared of heights. <laughs> it's a little bit like an Abbott and Costello kid. Yeah, I would say the uh, Darth Vader from Planet Vulcan Vulcan scene. That was good with his demo. That's his demo, right? Yeah, that's in the. That's, that's 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 oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. That. I always wonder how he snuck in there without waking George's parents. <laughs> <laughs> he's an alien <laughs> from Planet Vulcan. And what would you do in that situation? No idea. <laughs> Shit Obey. myself, probably. Freak out, shove the guy. Mom! <laughs> I'd grab my tomahawk behind my pillow. You would have a tomahawk behind your pillow. <laughs> Joe, have a hat favorite? My favorite scene is when he walks into the diner to ask Lorraine out and ask for a milk. <laughs> Give me a milk. Chocolate. Chocolate. It slides <laughs> down <laughs> like an old timey drink at a bar. Oh. It's good. And I'm actually, I, I love when he's playing Johnny B. Good, personally. It's a good scene. I know it has nothing to do with the plot, like you mentioned, but I don't care. doesn't matter. It's a great scene. It is. That's why they left it in. This whole movie is pretty much a great scene. Yeah. So what happens if it wasn't at precisely 10.05? What if it was like 10.05 and 33 seconds? What do you mean? Marty would have lived out his days in 1955 yeah. and beyond. It's insane to think about that they were able to pinpoint... The second that the hook touches the line, and just... I mean, that's his science-iness. Well, that's basic There wasn't a lot of science to it, because, like... Well, we don't know what type of... He didn't even signal him when to go, it was just... Yeah, he did. He said, at precisely 9.23... The the alarm went off. The alarm's gonna go off. Or not 9.23, whatever. 
And proceeded to go the top speed of the actual DeLorean, which is no higher than 100 miles per hour. 88 is all we need. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> That's a great theme song. That's like... It's top three. Yeah, right? That's gotta be. be top three. What are the other two, then? Jurassic Park and Star Wars. Yeah, that's well, good. So they're coming. <laughs> John well, Williams. Sure. John Williams across the board, guys. <laughs> He's taking the gold, well, silver, no, and bronze. That's not John Williams. Alan Silvestri. Are you sure? Positive. We just talked about this. I know. I heard him say it, but I didn't believe it. Top Gun. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought this was John Williams. I was thinking Danger Zone. Not at all. Day. I expected that, that to happen. Not, I don't think that's weird, weird science, come on. Weird science. Motherfucker. The Rocky theme, come on, guys. Terminator 2. I'm just crediting all great scores with, with John Williams at this point. Well, the Williams family estate thanks you, but... Yeah. Does anybody else have anything for this? No. No. I'm done. We beat it like a dead horse. Stone it. Wow, it starts with Joe. No, he's got... Starts with me telling you things. I know, he's got to do his ditty. On Zero's Talking Heroes, we read each movie that we review with a number of Infinity Stones from 1 to 6. 1 is the lowest, 6 is the highest. If you've listened before, you know that. If you're new, now you know. Thanks for listening to Back to the Future. I'll go first. Yay. Yay. You're switching it up. You, you deserve this. Like I said, this movie is a lot of fun. It's really good. I barely moved while watching it. That's all the telltale signs of a great movie, so I'm going to give this movie 6 stones. I have zero problems with it. Other than the nitpicky time travel stuff that will be here forever if we do. Sequel, what do you got? I'm going to give this movie six stones as well because of the pure rewatchability factor. If it's on, you're going to sit down and you're going to watch it. That's a sign of a great great movie. It has staying power. I wrote in my notes that you can't dissect time travel in movies. My only rule with time travel in movies, if you set rules, you stick to the rules the entire time, this movie does that. That is very true. And that's, that makes your life a lot easier. Yes. <clears throat> I'm too obsessed with time travel to, to not pick it apart. But Corey, yes. you gotta do you, man. Yeah. Alright. Your, your, your rules are valid, though. Corey, why don't you do you with the rating? Wow. Uh, this movie is fantastic. It's a classic. You can watch it on a Sunday. You could watch it tomorrow. You can watch it back to back if you wanted to. I'm saying, rewatchability. High up there. This gets six stones in the gauntlet. Wow! How many gauntlets is that for you? Uh, my second. My third. You gauntlet slut. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this is also, it's, it's also a, different than all of the other genre, like, genre breaking for us in a lot of ways. So as far as just classic movies are concerned, this is one of the best. This ranks right up there with Star Wars. Hmm. So, it gets six stones in the gauntlet, it earns it. Matt, agree or disagree? Give us your rating. Go. I would like to rate this movie with six stones. It's a fantastic movie. I really enjoy it. It was not composed by John Wayne. <laughs> Although, as I, I have now learned, I previously thought it was, but that's only because I just attributed all great things to John Williams, and then Danny Elfman apparently did some okay shit. Listen, I, I fucked up Lucas. Yeah, yeah, no, you, so you, you definitely burned that bridge. I'm actually going to sear your skin off after this podcast. <laughs> I burned uh, it. Uh, how, many, a break. how many, how many, how many fingers do I have to lose for this? No, it's not fingers. We're taking those tattoos off. 
We've yeah, dark- right. You paid for that shit. We've done your own predator. You touch Darth Maul. Oh, he's going first. <laughs> I will slaughter your family. I've decided today you don't deserve it. We <laughs> are done. Anyway, so back to future great movies, Six Stones. I actually want to watch it again right now after talking about it because there's a bunch of things we brought up that I don't remember and I just watched it. So, Frank, down um, to you. This movie was super fun. It ages very well for an 80s movie. Um,. I had a blast watching it. I can't go any lower than six stones, so that's what I'm going to give it. And if you give it a lower rating, you're wrong. Boom! Wow! With an attack! <laughs> Boom! So you went on the offensive. 4% of you on Rotten Tomatoes. You're wrong. Yeah. Shame on you. Or 6% if we're talking audience. We're not. <laughs> they don't exist. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our Back to the Future podcast. If you enjoyed it, let us know. Send an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to give us your rating for Back to the Future, send us a tweet at zthpodcast. If you want to document you going back in time, you could do that on Instagram and send it to us at zthpodcast. <laughs> Please would, do that. That would be impressive as shit. Just you fading slowly. <laughs> If you want to go on Facebook, go to facebook.com and search for Zero's Talking Heroes in the search bar. And uh, zeros and heroes both have two e's in them. Like at the end, like one in the beginning, one in the end. I don't I'm not pe- explaining it. I don't want people to spell it. Z-E-R-O. I'm not explaining. Listen, if they don't <laughs> they, know how to spell, then they, they shouldn't be listening. If you can't spell, we don't want you. Exa- thank you. Disagree. I'm glad secret here. I want all people. If you can listen to a podcast and like movies, I want you. Even if you don't like movies. Just no. Google it, it'll come up. If they can't spell Frank, they can't Google Actually, they can do the talk thing. Never mind. Sorry. Take it back. You're welcome. It's it's still How's the other way to find us on Facebook, sequel? Facebook.com backslash ZTH podcast, Corey. Leave the Corey out. Nailed it in the second episode back. <laughs> it's not ZTH podcast, Corey. It's the ZTH podcast. Comma, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're beginning all fucking professional with our fucking uh, punctuation and shit. Because <laughs> apparently people spell heroes H E E R O. I don't know that they don't. Heroes. No heroes. There's some character named that. That's I'm sure. Other podcast. Heroes. Heroes. Heroes talking. Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Hero, Sounds like a terrible reject from the the Warriors movie. <laughs> Come out to play. Yay. That's a good movie. Do that one. We did. Right? <laughs> we did. You were there for that. Cool. You can check that I one. You know, I'm I wore a vest and don't give a shit. <laughs> I did. Lastly, find us on iTunes or whoever you're listening. Give us five stars because that's the rating that we want. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. If you don't, still give us five stars. That'd be great. And if you want to leave a review with that rating. And we can find it, we'll read it on the air. Thank you for tuning in for our Back to the Future episode. Next week, we're going to be reviewing the new release movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That should be a lot of fun. So until next time, for everyone else, remember what Marty McFly and Doc Brown want you to know. Every movie is someone's favorite movie. And definitely this one. Hold it steady, Marty!